Hello, this is Marlena Börsch with the Saskatchewan Wheat Market Outlook for July 25th. More detail on the wheat markets can be found in the written report on the SaskWheat website. First, some overall comments on the markets. By far, the dominant discussions last week centered around the announcement that an agreement was to be signed on Friday afternoon in Istanbul, allowing Ukrainian grain export shipments to resume. The market took note and all wheat market closed down heavily at the prospect of renewed volume exports from the Ukraine. The export agreement was later signed and confirmed by the UN. However, the next day, Russia bombed Odessa, putting the execution of the agreement again in question and confirming that Putin is an unreliable partner. The Ukraine is still preparing for exports to restart, but even before Sunday's Saturday's attack, we believe that most vessel insurers and owners would be extremely hesitant to put either the vessels or crew at risk to load in Odessa. All eyes are still on the Russia-Turkey-Ukraine agreement, trying to get a handle if this agreement can actually be executed or not. Meanwhile, here last week's futures closes. September 22 contract Chicago winter wheat closed at 7.59, down 17 cents on the week. September contract Kansas hard red winter wheat closed at 8.20, down 18 cents on the week. And September Minneapolis hard red spring wheat closed at 8.71, down 36 cents on the week. Wheat futures are up this Monday morning by currently 10 to 18 cents. In terms of cash markets last week, it was relatively quiet, but we can report that Egypt added another 120,000 tons of wheat purchases to the 640,000 tons they bought last Wednesday for a total of 760,000 tons. Regarding China, there were reports that they bought another 1 million tons of Australian wheat this week, as well as some cargoes or several cargoes of French wheat. Weekly U.S. sales amounted to 511,000 tons, which took the season total to 279 million bushel, right in line with last year. To continue, here are some comments uh, about last week by major wheat origin, and we are starting with Canada per usual. In Canada, our latest spring wheat ratings were at 74% good to excellent in Saskatchewan and 83% good to excellent in Alberta. And if anything, the rains last week should have improved on that. In North Dakota, spring wheat rated 80% good to excellent, although the wheat headed was 63%, well behind 92% last year and 91% on average. The crops look pretty good and at least average yields should be assumed. And indeed, the July AFC balance sheets, which came out last Thursday for wheat, project much improved production, better exports, and also increased ending stocks again. Compared to the June report, AFC increased the wheat production by 826,000 tons. That's partly because of increased acres. They increased exports by 200,000 tons, but also decreased domestic use by 174,000 tons. So ending stocks rose by a million tons over the June estimate to again 5 million tons. Weekly exports for week 49 were poor again at 166,000 tons for a year-to-day total of 10.7. 
compared to 19 million tons last year. Cash prices have been falling, trailing futures in expectation of reopened Ukrainian exports, but that is now in question again, as mentioned. We think the markets are confused by the Russian attacks and what the West will do to counter. We expect markets to open further. We expected markets to open firmer, which they did, and we would leave them alone for now. Moving on to Durham. Durham exports were very modest at 40,000 tons for the week for year-to-date total of 2.5 million compared to 5.9 million tons last year to date. Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada expects Canadian Durham production to reach 5.5 million tons and supply about 6 million tons. Exports were assessed at 4.4 million, leaving ending stocks at 700,000 for 22-23, similar to the 2021 ending stocks. We think production could be a tad higher at 5.8 to 5.9 million tons. Compared to the June report, the AFC changes were as follows. AFC dec- decreased Durham acres by 88,000 hectares and production by two, almost 300,000 tons, 298,000 tons. 22-23 exports stayed the same at 4.4 million tons but they decreased this year's exports by 100,000 to 2.4 million, which ends up in ending stocks for 22-23, which rose by 300,000 tons over the June estimate to a million tons. We expect Durham wheat to be fairly balanced this year as opposed to undersupplied and oversold last fall. In the written report, we also have a fair amount of detail on the US Durham balance sheet um, they, they estimate 2.1 million tons of euros Durham. Um, and uh, again, you know, the detail on the balance sheet is there. We also have numbers on European production and prices. Um, European Durham production is expected at 7.2 million tons versus 7.8 million tons uh, last year. Um, current EU prices in Northern Italy um, work back to about 1380 a bushel delivered elevator Saskatchewan at the moment. Moving on to the US. US hard spring wheat and Durham rated good to excellent at 71%, which is up one point from last week. In terms of harvest progress, USDA reported 70% of winter wheat harvested as of July 17th. That's up from 63% the week prior. In the written report, we list U.S. wheat production by type and crop and have also included uh, a detailed U.S. spring wheat balance sheet. Basically, USDA expects hard red spring wheat to reach 12.4 million tons, which would be up 149% on last year's, but supply is just up 6% because of the low carry-in. We know that given the USDA hard red spring exports at 6.3 million tons, their carryout would actually be lower this year than last year at 3.4 million tons. Have a look in the report. In Australia, there are some early concerns uh, about their crop just starting to emerge, but here it's a case of too much rain rather than too little. We think this is premature as September is the most crucial growing month for Australia. 
And again, Australia reportedly sold another million tons of wheat to China. In Argentina, Bosch made its fifth reduction to planted acres with another 100,000 hectare drop to 6.1 million hectares. And plantings are called 97% complete. Their crop ratings fell again with just 16% rated at good to excellent against 18% a week ago and 57% last year. Moving to China, as we mentioned, according to reports, China bought several cargoes of French wheat and more Australian wheat. We do wonder how this squares with the Chinese reports just 10 days ago about a very good domestic wheat crop. In the European Union, Matif fell sharply on Friday to end flat on the week. The EU eased some sanctions on Russian banks and the week ended with an agreement to resume Ukraine exports, though Russia has since bombed Odessa, as we mentioned. Northern Europe has remained quite hot to finish the crop. Moving to the Black Sea. As mentioned, the EU eased some sanctions on Russian banks and the week ended with the agreement signed in Istanbul last Friday to resume Ukrainian exports. This sent futures 40 cents lower on the day. The export agreement was confirmed by the UN, but the next day Russia bombed Odessa, and the although the Ukraine is reportedly still preparing for exports to restart. And to summarize what we consider the most significant events during the week, well, we just mentioned the agreement between Ukraine and Russia to resume Ukrainian grain export shipments. We'll have to stay tuned how this develops on. In other news, the International Grains Council lifted their wheat outlook by 1 million tons uh, from June to 770 million tons in July. Last year's production was 781 million. Carryout was also down by a million tons to 272 million tons which is now 10 million below the 21-22 carryout. Heat continues in Europe, but North American uh, wheat crops look improved. China again seems to have purchased more wheat, and the markets are confused by the Russian attacks on Odessa following the agreement between the two countries, and the market is now wondering what the West will do to counter those attacks. So how would we summarize this week? Well, with Russia bombing Odessa after the grain export agreement was signed, the market is again confused about future exports uh, from of Ukrainian grain, although the Ukraine is reportedly still preparing for exports to restart. But as mentioned, we think that most vessel owners will be loath to put either vessels or crew at risk while loading in Odessa. And as a consequence, we think markets should go higher. We see markets initially stronger, but potentially weaker later on if the weather continues to cooperate. This is Marlene Börsch with the Saskatchewan Wheat Market Outlook. You can find the complete report online at sasqweed.ca. Have a great week.